Hey guys, welcome to your AP Psychology Review, a series of audio review lessons to help you best prepare for your AP exam in the spring and crush it. Enjoy. For this lecture, you're essentially just running over the course of history for psychology. While the practice didn't officially begin until 1879, it had several thinkers and scientists that made connections between the human mind, body, and behavior. You're going to focus on pre-1879 thinkers and their contributions uh, to human thought about the mind, particularly looking at the recurring theme of nature versus nurture all throughout psychology. For nature, you want to understand that nature proponents believe our thoughts and behaviors are really just innate and that we're born with them and essentially discover uh, or unlock or are determined by them throughout the course of our lives. Nurture proponents, on the other hand, believe that we're able to, uh, we are able to be manipulated and formed through experience and our environment. So it's this question of, are you born or are you formed? And research suggests that nature predisposes us to many things and holds uh, some weight, but both nature and nurture play a pivotal role in determining our behavior, perceptions, and interests. You need to be able to distinguish between behavior versus internal processes. So a behavior is what you do and why you do it, while an internal process, uh, these involve actions of the mind that's thinking, language, memory, and your emotion. You also need to establish that there is an interplay between the two in determining how we act. You also need to understand the difference between senses and perceptions. Your senses are simply your neurons alerting you to something happening, whereas your perception is your interpretation of that thing happening. So for example, you will smell a funny odor. That's a sense. Your perception will be, oh, it smells like a cookie. That's a good thing. My mom's making cookies. Or it's a bad thing. It smells like fire and I need to do something about it. Okay. Uh, so here are some of the early fields in psychology. So structuralism or structuralists. These guys believe that the structure of the brain provides singular perceptions of stimuli. Uh, so uh, this is incorrect, but it does make a distinction between the brain's reception of stimuli and its perception of that stimuli. Functionalists correctly linked the evolutionary process of inherited instincts and behaviors and traits, but they did not explain all the factors of behavior or internal processes. The Freudian psychology um, here. So Freud made a revolutionary discovery with his, with his theories on the unconscious mind and its mysterious hold on our behavior. Freud believed that a combination of primitive instincts and past traumas or experiences largely determine our behaviors from our words and interactions to our very profession. He also made a connection between the mind and body with his observations and articulations on psychoanalysis, which was able to, at the time, cure patients of physical ailments solely through discussion and therapy. So fear not, this is just an overview, and Freudian theory is talked about a lot more later on in the unit. But Freud is one of the juggernauts of psychology, and while he was wrong about most things in detail, he was right about things in a broad sense. Next is looking at behaviorism. So it wasn't until the mid-20th century that thinkers began to break from Freud's theory of deciphering the unconscious mind. So psychologists began to see behavior was far more complex, um, that evolution 
and unconscious desire then then evolution and unconscious desires firstly behaviorism discovered a significant amount of behavior was dictated by what we learned although they were incorrect in believing all our behaviors learned we learned that these behaviors we learn these behaviors through association so for example you learn to um, anticipate pain from fire if you've been burned um, and in the case of pavlov he discovered that one could cause a dog to salivate which they usually do automatically at the scent of food by ringing a bell if the bell is consistently followed by food. In other words, the dog learns to anticipate and respond to the stimulus of the bell sound as opposed to just smelling the food. This phenomenon is known as classical conditioning. Next is operant conditioning. This is pioneered by psychologists Watson and Skinner. And this states that our behavior can be manipulated by rewards and punishments. For example, a toddler will receive additional playtime for saying please or thank you, or they're more likely to use polite words um, if they are more frequently rewarded. Conversely, if you punish a toddler for not being polite, they're less likely to repeat the behavior. Behaviorists incorrectly believe that we know nothing until we learn or experience it directly. And furthermore, they believe experience dictates how we act. They ended up ignoring cognition, which is the internal process, such as learning through observation or learning through language. Uh, humanism. So the humanistic approach appears in the 1960s as humanism focused on a person's basic and relational needs, such as food, water, safety, acceptance, and belonging, as the driving behavior, as a driving behavior in mental health. Um, it's difficult, for example, it's difficult to focus on our careers or self-improvement if we're starving, dehydrated, scared, or lonely. Humanist therapists such as Carl Rogers made huge strides for humanists in his research and, appli and application of active listening and introspection for people to feel accepted, relevant, and self-assess or remedy their situations. Cognitive psychology uh, also appeared in the 1960s, and this focused on instruments that could read our brain activities such as uh, PET scans, MRIs, and so on, and emphasize the importance of our internal thoughts on our behavior and physiology. Uh, so for example, uh, ruminating on pessimistic thoughts can lead to one's uh, neurochemical uh, composition changing, uh, which will mean you're producing less dopamine, which means you're more depressed. They also recognize that learning was not inherently uh, innate or linked solely to experience, and that you could learn as much through language, which is called semantic learning, or socially through observation. Furthermore, the various areas of the brain uh, had many complex operations and interactions, making the mapping of the brain almost impossible. So zooming out to 30,000 feet, neither each one of these schools of thought got something right and something wrong. And that any look at <clears throat> psychology has to, uh, is usually going to be a blend or a mismatch of all these different uh, areas of study. Contemporary psychology recognizes the complexities and interplay of multiple biological and cognitive factors. We are as much a complex interaction of inherited traits, that's evolutionary psychology, internal processes, that's cognitive psychology, and biological and social factors, which is biopsychosocial psychology. And for whatever reasons, our brains are predisposed to organize objects into groups and note continuity. So, for example, an example of evolutionary psychology is this. Our aggression levels and temperament are largely inherited from our parents. Um, cognitive psychology would confirm that pessimistic thoughts can alter our neurochemistry, drop dopamine levels, and lead to depression. Biopsychosocial psychology would look at biological and social factors in one's mindset. So for biological, if you have more testosterone, you're going to be a more aggressive person. If you have less testosterone, you're going to be a less aggressive person. And for social, uh, you act differently depending on who you're around. 
just watch the lunchroom next time you're at lunch. People are social chameleons. They will adjust their behavior accordingly uh, depending on who they are around. Uh, last, we're going to take a look at gestalt uh, psychology. So remember, this is uh, looking at these, those optical illusions of the old lady or the young lady, depending on how you interpret that picture. So anytime you see gestalt, just think like optical illusions. Okay. Uh, but that is it for the first part of Unit 1, Historical Foundations of Psychology. Thank you.